powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. I don't even know where to begin as a Flames fan when talking about this team, what we just saw tonight, and the direction going forward. This is seemingly something that you're going to you're going to experience it. You're going to experience Calgary Flames fans tonight. You're going to experience you're going to get the full effect in the chat. There's going to be lots of uh <laughs> lots of good stuff going on there. Anyways, welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James and I'm sad. I'm I'm just sad. I'm sad tonight. It's uh it's not been a good one. Joining me tonight is uh is Annie O'Donnell, Ducks fan, content creator, connoisseur, add whatever word you want to put into it. Um lots of great content and and we're going to get some uh, we're going to get some Ducks insight on what we just saw tonight because you know, we were both talking about it before we hit live. That we're both a little sour. We both got a bit of a bitter taste in our mouths <laughs> f- from what we just saw tonight, and we'll we'll get into it on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. Coming on the heels of a Calgary Flames loss to the Anaheim Ducks in regulation, I think that's the worst part too. The Flames couldn't even muster out a point out of tonight's game, but we'll get into it. Hey, want to bet? Then get in on the action with Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. And we already have some uh, some baseball chat in uh, in the game over Calgary chat right now. Uh, and one one comment is directed at you. We'll get into it in a second here. But pregame, live and play, are on one of our many <laughs> on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com/sdpn, or if you're in the province of Ontario, there's going to be a little QR code right here on your screen. Scan that. And you can download the Sports Interaction app to get in on the action. 19 plus, please play responsibly. And if you or anybody you know has any uh, gambling problems or issues with gambling, please be sure to check the YouTube uh, description and the show notes if you're listening on playback for some resources there for you to get help with that. Okay, uh, I'll read the baseball comment real quick because I think I, I I don't know where your baseball allegiances stand, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, okay, fair enough. So Noah Adler says, so Yankees Dodgers World Series. Is that Can you is, guess where my where can you guess from that comment where my baseball allegiance lies? I'm gonna guess not the Yankees. Correct. Are, is it is it uh a California team that isn't the Dodgers? It is not. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna guess Oh god, the Angels? Well, I, you said it's a California team that isn't the Dodgers, and I said no isn't the Dodgers. So it is the Dodgers. Am I am I just it is the have, Dodgers, okay, yes. I was going to say I'm having a am I having a brain like you're allowed to say it like Audi you're being an idiot. No, 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 no. Um <laughs> Noah okay. and I go back and forth on Yankees Dodgers stuff all the time. Of course. So. It wouldn't it wouldn't <laughs> it's be a pretty a ga- standard pretty standard comment to come from Noah, but it, yes. It wouldn't be a game over Calgary show without Noah talking about the Yankees in the comments. We love you, Noah. <laughs> but it's game over Calgary, not game over Yankees. We need to we need to get that through your head. It's game over Calgary. I'm, still, I'm curious Yankees. how I, I need to ask him how he became a Yankees fan. I mean, I guess in Canada you only have one baseball team. Oh, you had the Expos for a while. We had the Expos but, for a little bit, but uh, yeah, the Blue Jays. Yeah. That's my team. I'm gonna be down there. Um, my fiance and I are planning a tr- well, planning a trip. We're going to Dodger Stadium in July. To see the Blue Jays take on the Dodgers, it's gonna be my first time uh, at Dodger Stadium, so we're looking uh, we're looking forward to that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, you're gonna um, love it. It's it's got that retro feel. It's it not, looks like it. it yeah, it's, it's still very 50s, 60s vibe. It's so I'm biased because it's my home ballpark, of course, but it's oh, I absolutely love it. The charm there. They've 
put in some upgrades too to make it a little fancier but just the the retro vibe it has it's not like Fenway or Wrigley if you've been there where it's like that classic ballpark you know you go down the steps and you step up onto the field but it's still very special ignore what the Padres fans and everybody else have to say about it when they say it's trash they don't I'm, know what they're looking, talking about I'm looking forward to seeing it because uh as as it stands right now I've only ever seen games in Toronto so it's a bucket list to get outside of the country and go there see go. Uh, go see like I'm, I'm and people a lot of people who have known me for a while know that I'm a bigger baseball fan than I am hockey fan which is surprising to most um but I definitely want to get to some more ballparks and Dodger Stadium, we're going to be able to check that off in July. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward there to it. There you go. Um, I love had, it. We had to start the po- or start the show off with something positive coming from me because it's going to be. I'm going to forewarn everybody from my side, and and I'm going to say probably from your side too because I know you're not thrilled with the win, which is surprising, <laughs> but not surprising. Not a lot of good things from Calgary Flames land tonight. I put a few uh, pregame notes together, just like thoughts coming into it um for the calgary flames who are clawing their way into the playoffs it's going to be an uphill battle we know that from the outside looking in they still are on the outside looking in and um you know this could have been and again all due respect this isn't me shitting on the ducks but a bottom feeder team coming into your barn where you know you're kind of hitting the ground running here these past couple games you're making some traction you're showing some good signs heading into uh, a potential playoff race and getting hot at the right time, heading into the playoffs, a bottom feeder team comes into your barn. This should have been a game for the flames where they thwomped the Anaheim ducks. Did this not have the makings to be, Hey, this is like a five, one, a six, two game. Like, like just a, just an absolute beating uh, where you kind of get everything rolling. You get that confidence back, but instead it's kind of the other way around. No, def. I mean, you kind of hearing you talk about it, and I mean, I hate to say it, but the, I mean, just a night for John Gibson, nonetheless. Yeah, That's yeah. the man that kind of stopped. I mean, without John Gibson making some of the saves that he did and standing on his head the way he did, I mean, it's probably a different result in a lot of cases. But I mean, I'm kind of on the other side of the coin. You see, you know, the Ducks get rid. Their blue line just absolutely disintegrates uh, at the trade deadline with the loss of John Klingberg and Dmitry Kulikov. And already low expectations. We're ever most of the fans are already bought in on the tank for the most part. You know, you take two, you take two points when you can get them in exciting wins. But for the most part, fan bases are rooting for the tank for Bedard. So in a game where, hey, you look at the odds for Calgary against Calgary. I think what was the last? I think it was actually it was my birthday when last time we played Calgary was that overtime win. Yeah. Uh, on the twenty third of December. And which, of course, you know, the Ducks couldn't win on my birthday, but they could win tonight. So when when the Bedard race is just getting heated up. But, of course, Chicago has to lose in overtime tonight against the Panthers. So that doesn't make things better for us. So it's like, like you said, it's like on two opposite sides. Like we're both kind of got we're a sour pissed. taste in our mouths <laughs> for, for di- we're, completely we're... different reasons, which I hate being that because I've never – it's funny because I've never been a fan of a team where I've actively rooted for a tank, like never. And that's maybe a privilege as a sports fan. I mean, I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, I'm a Dodgers fan. I, which granted in the MLB draft, I've never been like, it's, it's I feel like it's yeah, just not yeah. a thing. It's Unless different. You have, it's like, different. A Mike Trout kind of, you're not going like tank, tank, tank for major league baseball, but it was just, it's very different this year where I'm like, so I should be happy about losses. Like this is, this is rude. But then you think, 
you know, long-term picture. You think about what's at stake here. You think about the young guys that the Ducks have currently and all the guys that are coming up through the system. And you think, okay, we're thinking long-term here. We're not thinking, hey, you know, maybe win a couple, maybe get outside of a wild card spot, make progress. No, no, no. We don't want that. We want to, with a high draft class like this, we want to make it count. But I mean, games like this, and obviously John Gibson has been the topic of trade discussion. It feels like for the last four or five years. And of course, talks strangely started to heat up, which they I, typically they do around the trade deadline, like three, four weeks ago. I think Friedman was like, yeah, I could see them, you know, shopping him around a little bit, which it's funny because Verbeek literally last week was like, not really. Like yeah. you need a number one goaltender <laughs> yeah, to yeah. compete in this league. Like I'm not going to trade him. But of course, John Gibson has just played outstanding for the most part, these last three weeks, just found some new life in him at that. Maybe he's just, you know, he's a guy that has the capability of carrying this team and has not even the capability. He has done it for years now with being painfully outshot. I mean, it's no, I mean, what was the, what were the shot totals tonight? I think oh, 35 and 16. Too much, too much for the flames uh, and too little goals, which has kind of been like the story of the flames all year. Like they've always been <laughs> kind of ranging in that top three for shots like average shots per game, but their shooting yeah. percentage and I, and people who are watching are going to hear me beat the drum of the flame shooting percentage yet again, because <laughs> there's a clear, uh, bad relationship there when you're getting that many shots in a game. And I know that like, you know, Gibson stood on his head tonight and I even put in my notes, Gibson starts and can steal this game. That was my note. Like he can steal this game. And I don't think he did. Yeah. I think the flames played painfully bad. Um, in addition to Gibson standing on his head. So there was a combination of factors there for Calgary. But yeah. a team that's among the league's best in, you know, average shots per game, when your shooting percentage is among the, the bottom three in the NHL, what does that tell you? Like, I, I, like the Flames get a lot of shots, and I think that's what a lot of, uh, you know, people who don't follow the team as closely, they look at that, they're like, oh, shit, the Flames, like, put up 53 shots against Boston and still lost. Like what's going on. And uh, it's that shooting percentage. It's those perimeter shots with no traffic in front, low danger chances. Um, you know, it, it's kind of been the story all year and it was the story tonight too. They didn't really generate too much from, uh, from too uh, dangerous of an area. Um, and that's just kind of been something that, like I said, it's, it's been the story all year. Flames fans are not uh, Flames fans are accustomed to it now. So it's uh yeah, Gibson played great. I don't want to take away from that. Like, he did. He played incredible. He made some great saves, especially late in that third period when the Flames kind of started to press and they started to generate a little bit more offensive zone time and they kept the play alive in the O-zone. Um, you know, he 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 was there when they when the Ducks needed him to be or if you, in your case, di didn't want him to be. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't want to take away from that, but the Flames uh, are notorious for getting all those shots off. But uh, but not translating it into much else than just uh, just a tally on the uh, on the old shot clock. I think I can count the number of times on one hand in the last maybe three seasons that the Ducks have led in shots in any kind of game. Like literally, it just never. It's pain, being painfully outshot. That's just Ducks hockey, baby. Like yeah. <laughs> it always, even when the law with the wind do happen, it's always when it's like, all right, you know, fifteen shots on goal and they got three goals. I'm like. See what happens when you shoot the puck, though, like and yeah. have good, good quality shots on goal. Yeah, funny how that works. And that's the that's the old Daryl Sutter, uh, the old Daryl Sutter way. And uh, you know he was he was an advisor with the Ducks for a while there before he came back 
to Calgary. It's get those shots on goal. Good things happen. We'll see. But uh, yeah. isn't Bob Murray a, an advisor for the Flames now? Interesting. How yeah. That... Yeah. I could, he is. We, we're not going to open that. And can we of have we, could, but... we have a general manager here whose contract is up at the end of the season, and I wonder who might. I'm not going to. Oh, I'm not going to get down that rabbit hole, don't go but. There. It's oh, it's not. it's scary times here in Calgary. We don't know what the hell's going on. Just I don't think they the know what's going of, on. Just after the summer of Brad, I was rooting. Oh. The summer of Brad, which turned into holy shit, these guys they brought in like Huberto's having, uh, Huberto's not having the year he uh, he had. I, I think a lot of it, and and Flames fans will talk about it too. A lot of it stems from uh, the man behind the bench who. Uh, was able to bring out the best in Goudreau, but maybe not the best in Jonathan Huberto and guys like Nazem Kadri. But um, mm. yeah, after the summer of Brad, we're kind of in this state where it's like, so <laughs> what was that? Like lose two, <laughs> lose your two best guys. You kind of save it. You stay competitive, and then and, and then this happens. So um, one thing I wanted to bring up too from a Flames, getting back to the shooting percentage thing. In their last four home games coming into this, their shooting percentage, three and a half percent. Three and a half percent in their last four home games. And my only note on that in my notes app, my handy dandy, uh, I always take notes and 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 try to try to come prepared. They always go; these shows always go off the rails. But um, I try to come prepared. The only note I have for that is <laughs> not fucking good at all. <laughs> Not That's good. Not good. <laughs> not good. Um, so yeah, th- th- this was a game that was winnable for the Flames. It had the makings coming into it. You know, just thinking about it, I mentioned it off the top. Like, how good would it be for the Flames to just dominate in this game, and you know, a decisive victory, all odds, you know, against them leading into uh, these past few games where everybody's like, oh, they didn't sell at the deadline. They're just going to be stuck in the middle. What once again? They gain a little bit of ground. They win a couple games, and then they blow this one. They have the easiest schedule in the NHL for the rest of the season, and these are the games you got to win. In games where the bottom, the bottom five, bottom ten teams in the NHL, they just can't, uh, they they can't seem to win. And those are the games. uh, Those are the games you need to you need to gain ground on. These are the you know the schedule, the free space on the bingo card, if you will. Like I put that in air quotes because everybody said that about Ottawa during the COVID season, and they had the Flames number that entire year. Um, yeah, th- sorry. Uh, just seeing some of the comments here. Yeah, the score was three to one Anaheim. Uh, forever Flame Derek Grant sealing the uh, sealing the deal with the empty netter there late in the third period. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I, I'm running Annie. I'm running out of things to say for this Calgary Flames team who are just stuck in this perpetual mediocrity of just being in the middle, never getting a high draft pick, never really making it too deep in a playoff run. And uh, at this point in the year, like I've covered so many losses and so many heartbreaks. I made this guy and put it on my head for a couple games. I made the, made the old paper bag flames fan. Uh, what was the name somebody named it? Oh God. What is it here? I got to find it. Uh, sir bag, sir Bagalos. So this is sir Sir Bagalos has made an appearance too many times this season. And I'm slowly, but surely running out of words to explain my feeling to this, uh, for this Calgary flames team. 
sometimes though it's like the losses like this that really like sometimes for some teams like really like seep in they're like this is like oh my god is this who we are mm-hmm. and then they just kind of turn it around from there so hey it's too late like, do you think it's too late i don't think it's too late no it's never too late it's, but like they, they've suffered so these they've suffered these kind of losses more like more often than not these heartbreaking like I said, bottom of the, and again, I'm not shitting on the Ducks, but like bottom of the barrel teams who are in the Bedard. <laughs> you can shit on you can shit on the Ducks. It's okay. We shit on the to, Ducks all the time. Closer to the Bedard sweepstakes than they are the playoff sweepstakes. We'll say that uh, and take that for what it's worth. They've lost those <laughs> games. Like they're losing Such these a games. Way to say. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Y'all have been through a lot. <laughs> um, but like the first period for both sides boring ass low event hockey not quite the start yeah. that i thought the flames were uh were gonna get and they were tested early like the ducks pressed them pretty early in this game uh and mm-hmm. i think the flames responded pretty well um but like still just just the boring low event hockey their foot speed was was at an all-time low like you could tell against a, a team like the ducks who have young up-and-comers they play with a lot of speed I think compared to well, obviously compared to the flames, but yeah. they just, they just couldn't keep up. Could you, did you see it the same from a flames perspective? Like they just couldn't quite match the speed and, and, and the, the, the youth were kind of taken over there for the ducks a little bit. A little bit. It also felt like they really couldn't get a lot generating out of the neutral zone. there, kind of trying to come in there. Like it just kind of seemed, I'm not sure really. I was trying to look and kind of see, be like, okay, like, it, I don't know. The Ducks defense is not stellar. So I knew it wasn't, I'm not going to give them too much credit there, but it just kind of felt like they really couldn't get much going there. And then just, I don't know. A lot of teams I find like when they play the Ducks, you kind of see where they are in the standings. You see the year they've had, maybe they kind of underestimate them and say, all right, we don't really, you know, not to say they don't have to try hard. Cause you assume these professional athletes come out every night playing their best, knowing that, Hey, you know, two points are earned, not given no matter who you're playing, but maybe kind of slow to start. And you kind of, just, especially after that first power, that power play goal and the ducks getting that goal. When they, when did, uh, was it comb got that screen goal that got that first screen goal. That was what 60 something like just over a minute after that goal happened yeah. and then from there just kind of couldn't get that momentum going. And like you said, in the third period, they really were able to utilize, put a lot of pressure on John Gibson and be back in the duck zone, but it just really felt like couldn't get that foot speed. Like you said. So it's, I mean, for me, I, cause it's disappointing for me, not even as a, I know, listen, uh, I'm not going to pretend like we haven't had our, our rough go as fa- between fan bases back. What what was that streak where the Flames didn't win how many games? Too many. Too many. Too many. We, we don't talk about that. No, no, no. We won't talk about it. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Soft but, spot. It, it's only, it's, it's only, it's only freshly broken the streak, but it's, it's, it's still <laughs> a true. soft spot. It was spot. what? Three, four years ago that it was broken. It was pretty this, recent. It, I'm pretty sure it was either this year or last year. If I'm I not don't mistaken. think it was this year. It was it was recent. It was. Okay, maybe it was last year. Yeah, it had to have been somebody it, in the chat. Let, yeah, next, chat chat will chat will correct chat me as they do. Chat will correct me as they do. But it was it was recent. <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I could be wrong. I, I could be completely up to lunch. But I think this thing stemmed back a, a long, long time ago. But um, yeah. but Calgary, honestly, the Flames were one of my favorite teams to watch last season. So I kind of just see. 
And you can uh, attribute it to the loss of Kachuk and Gaudreau, but to just kind of see this, I mean, and I, I don't want to go as far to say a decline. But oh, it's a decline. Abs- it's so disappointing. I I mean, you have Jacob Markstrom that had a Vesna finalist caliber year. Now he's, I don't want to, I wouldn't go as far to say mediocre, but definitely coming back kind of down to earth and down to where his baseline is. I think a lot of people were shocked by that. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say, oh, listen, I was very happy for him for his high play, but there was a lot of, you know, I think people, a lot of recency bias as far as like ranking him, as far as overall league goaltender rankings. Yeah. I think that definitely pays, plays a tribute to it. But do you think, what do you, I guess my question to you is like, you know, when you look at the difference and I want to say Kachuk and Gaudreau aside, cause that's a no brainer. That's going to be, that's going to change your team regardless. Like what's been the biggest difference? What's been the biggest factor as far as this performance this year? Yeah. The, the Kachuk and Gaudreau factor were definitely huge. Markstrom, like the flames didn't like the flames haven't had. And, and to say that Markstrom declined, I think is, is a, is a gross understatement. He, uh, he has been abysmal up until like the past few weeks. Uh, I would even say the past couple of weeks. Um, it's funny, and I'm not like maybe I'm overthinking it, but like his fiance had their baby, and now all of a sudden he's like a different man. And maybe it was just like this <laughs> the stress of the outside world, like don't know what's going on, making sure you know family guy and and all that yeah. stuff, and and the, you know they have a healthy baby, they have the, uh, his fiance's healthy, which we love to see. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of stress off the shoulders, a little bit, uh, a little bit of weight release there. Um, yeah. But yeah, he like the Flames have struggled to get consistent goaltending this year. Vladar has been streaky. Markstrom hasn't been good. Um, no finish. Like you take away Gaudreau and Kachuk, who were the drivers of the offense last year. Like they put up astronomical numbers, numbers that nobody on this team this year will even come close to. Um, they were drivers of the offense, and 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 they always had it in them. I think good. Uh, I think Sutter, sorry, kind of brought out more of that like two hundred foot game out of both of them, which was nice. But the offense mm-hmm. was always there, so they always had that. You take those two guys out, a lot of people were kind of claiming or uh, hoping for like the you know accelerated rebuild or, or retool on the fly. You know, gain some draft capital with those two, but instead. Tree decides that he wants to, you know, stay competitive. He brings in Huberto. He brings in Uyghur. They go get Kadri. Um, and everybody's like, oh, great. Like, this team on paper might look better than they did uh, the year previous. And I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, my my root cause keeps coming back to Daryl Sutter and his system. He, it just doesn't work with every player. It's, it's a very old school, tight checking, um, defense first. Um. Yeah, like that system just isn't going to work with every guy, right? And I, yeah. I don't think it's working specifically for Jonathan Huberto, who looks like a shell of himself, uh, looks like a shell of the player he was in um, in Florida last year. But I don't know what it is. If it's comfortability, like if it's a comfort factor, these guys are just still kind of, you know, it doesn't take, it doesn't happen overnight when you get traded to a new team in a completely new system where, you know, you're so used to playing in Florida for so long with these teammates and with, you know, this, that, and the other, all these other factors. Uh, and it's, I'm not making excuses, but like, I gen, I genuinely don't really know what the, there, there's, I don't think there's one root cause to the drastic overturn from last year to this year, aside from, you know, you take Okadro, you take Okachuk, you replace them with 
Kadri. You replaced him with Huberto. Uh, Uyghur comes in. The Flames also last year, uh, they they did not suffer like hardly any injuries throughout the year. Um, it was it was actually kind of unprecedented the amount of man games that they lost. Injury was so low, and this year they they battled a bit of injury. Huberto was hurt for a bit. Their blue line has been depleted all year from injury. Tanev missed a bunch of time, so I just think there's been a lot more adversity too, and they haven't quite handled that as well as they should, and as well as most people would have hoped. So to kind of make a long story short, I think there's multiple like there's a lot of there's a multitude of things that are contributing to it. And it's 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 kind yeah. of difficult to just come up with one root cause because there's been so much that's seemingly been bad. Right. Does that kind of in no, a very long and convoluted no, it way? It's, it's like, just like everything. <laughs> yeah, really. All, everything that could go bad is going bad. <laughs> and 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 like it seems like such a like a cop out answer, but like genuine. Like I'm gonna get into the chat here in a moment, but I feel like a lot of Flames fans will kind of feel the same way. Um, and I I already see one comment. Sutter's system works out really well for Milan Lucic, and that's about it. Uh, that one coming from MGD8862 in the uh, YouTube live chat. But uh, actually, you know what? Let's do that. Let's pivot. Let's uh, let's let's chat with our chat for a little bit here. Uh, 59 people watching. We appreciate you. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, like the stream, share the stream, subscribe to SDPN Sports on YouTube, all that good stuff that you're supposed to do when you come into someone else's stream. Um, but we appreciate you. Let's uh, let's keep the conversation going. Um Someone saying the Ducks stopped playing offense in the third period and Lucic, Lewis, Richie see the ice that period. That is not okay for a team trying to win. Uh, I thought we were going to see the Nick Richie revenge tour tonight, but apparently it was. I'm shocked. Honestly, that was probably the biggest shock is that he didn't score a goal tonight. Did you back when he was with every other time, every other team we played against him, he always scores, especially when he was with the Coyotes. Yeah, it's and you know we the Flames are always the victim of the revenge tour, the 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 the, the uh, familiar friends or whatever you want to call it, uh, but oh, they yeah. never they never really quite get that. Um, let's see what else have we what have we got here? Ba, ba, ba. According to Dom, the Flames playoff chance drops from forty two percent to twenty eight percent after that loss. That's that's crazy. That's nuts. That is that accurate? I'd love to see if someone can like. Not that I don't believe that commenter, but like that's a, a loss to the Ducks and it drops. That's a fourteen percent swing. That's a huge draw. What? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say this commenter's right in the fact that they probably didn't just make this up. But oh, I, be- <laughs> I was gonna say I believe that Dom actually said it, but I just I'm like, yeah. What's the number? What, I need to know the reason. I which he'll probably post, or he's got like an athletic article or something, you know. Yeah, but, as he does, he's he's always on that yeah. stuff. Uh, Flames now nineteen losses when out shooting an opponent by ten or more shots. New NHL record, not the record you want to have. Um, their shots on goal, then they're throwing pucks at the net. That's a great point, and I think that's kind of been the story of the Flames. They just kind of throw the puck on net and hope for the best, and don't get uh, too many. Uh, <laughs> quality shots the jersey zone says summer of brad went to the winter of sad (laughs) (laughs) i love it oh i love that uh noah coming in with not including 2004 the flames have only won two series since 1989 which is an organizational disaster that's crazy the flames obviously win the cup in 89 they go on that run in 04 and they win two playoff series since then uh the 
Oh, the Honda Center. Yeah, you were right. I fucked that up big time. 2017, the Honda Center curse. Why do I feel like 2017 was like two weeks ago? That's that's how it feels. Yeah, crazy how time flies. <laughs> crazy. What? That's six years ago. No, don't tell me that. Don't tell six me years that. ago. That's nuts. That is crazy. Oh, that's nuts. Man. Crazy, crazy. Uh, for me, it's a leadership issue. Not enough personality with leadership qualities. Went to Foley is the best leader. You're in trouble. That one coming from uh, Black Dragon. Sutter's system. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Works really well for Lucic. Um, Flames Lucic. really really missing uh, Oliver Shillington. Huberto's play was depending on, Bar uh, I'm assuming, yeah, Barkov play in Florida. He's not a driver on a line. I agree and disagree with that because I think he looked good when he played with Duclair and Bennett. And he, I, I would say that he was the driver on that line in Florida when he played with those two guys. Um, yeah. But I also do agree with like, he did look really good when he played with Barkov. And I mean, I'm sure I would look good if I played with Barkov and I'm, I never played a high <laughs> I played house league hockey my entire life. So it's really not saying much. Um, let's see here. Sportsnet stats tweeted out the flames now hold the most losses. And Oh yeah, there it is. The single. Yeah uh out shooting their opponents by 10 or more and then one that i had there was a graphic on the Sportsnet broadcast that said the flames this was before the third period started the flames were 0 15 and 3 when trailing after 40 minutes and that now moves to 0 16 and 3 so the flames have never had a come from behind win in the third period all season they've lost That's 19 crazy. games when trailing going into the third which is nuts I think the, the, the opposite stat of that was that the Ducks are, I think, 7-0-1 when trailing, when leading after two, which yeah. I was like, that's an, that's an interesting, you know, tale of the tape on both sides there. But I think, I mean, more so concerning if you're a Flames fan and you're trying to, you know, your team's pushing for a playoff spot, you know, obviously those times you want to be, your team wants to be able to, you know, if you're down, if you're down after two periods, you want to be able to put, you know, those 40 minutes aside. Hey, you know, just win the period, play 20 minutes of hockey, especially going into playoff hockey. You know, if you're going to be competing oh, for playoffs. I so know that's you're, you're preaching that's to the a choir. Concerning stat it's, for sure. it's so frustrating. And just looking ahead too for the flames, uh, played the ducks tonight. They play Ottawa Sunday. They play the Yotes on Tuesday, which you would think. That's a pretty winnable. light schedule. Well, then it goes, Golden Knights, Stars, Kings, Ducks again. Golden Knights, Sharks, Kings, Canucks. Ducks, Blackhawks, Jets, Canucks, Preds, Sharks. A lot of non-playoff teams in that mix. A lot. Which is why a lot of people who are way smarter than I am have determined that the Flames have this, this, this percentage to get into the playoffs based on the remaining schedule, which is pretty easy, uh, you would think. Yeah. But, they, but then again, we are talking about the Calgary Flames, who all due respect, just lost three to one in regulation to the Ducks. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you look at that schedule ahead, a lot of winnable, winnable games in there. Um, do you think, and we'll end with this, your thought on this, uh, as we are running out of time on our zoom call here, do you think it's doable? Are the flames still in a position? Do you think now, obviously they're, they're still on the outside looking in and it's not as drastic as most people think, but your prediction are the Flames going to make the playoffs? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I do think that, you know, the Pacific is obviously tight. You got what? I can't, The seeding for the Pacific changes, it feels like. Oh, I know. Every two it's days. crazy. But you're like, okay, who who's first? Yeah, the Kings, Vegas, Seattle, 
Edmonton, but I do think they sneak in for one of those wild card spots. I mean, just looking at this schedule, I mean, despite obviously this loss has got a sting, but not for more so, not only just for the fans, but for the players in that locker room as well, knowing that they're better than this. I mean, I would even argue, you know, for the Ducks this year, like on paper, you look at the talent that's on that team, they really shouldn't be this bad, but Mm -hmm. here we are. And this is a Flames team. You look at the talent on paper, you're like, yo. All right, we've got the capability to win some hockey games here. We've got some capability to absolutely be at least, well, win the majority of the, what, how many weeks we got left, it feels like. Like about four uh, weeks left. Yeah, pretty cl- yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much a, a, a month, four weeks left in the regular That's season. That's crazy. This just, yeah. That feels like this regular season. It was also, it was Blue. slow, but it also flew by. Yeah. But no, you're going to, I I think the Flames come out I, I think they're going to take a good majority. You look at some of these teams and you're like, obviously the Kings, you got the Kings, you got Vegas, you got Dallas, but Winnipeg. Yeah. But the rest of them should be winnable games. You like, think so? You would think so. Put the loss, pack, pack the loss away, leave it behind you. I, I think the flames are going to be all right. I hope so. I hope you're right. You heard it here. Flames fans. Uh, the prediction flames i'm also a very positive person good that's and that's what flames twitter and flames fans (laughs) need to hear more of hey look thank you so much this has been a blast uh i'm gonna lose you here soon so i'm gonna tell you the floor is yours go ahead tell everybody where they can find you what you're up to and uh yeah the floor is yours go just uh take it away uh, you can find me on social media at Sweet Annie OD on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm posting daily pretty much on those platforms. Um, I do a lot of radio stuff uh, for Sportsnet and things like that. Um, but yeah, I'm just talking sports, love hockey and baseball. Those are my main ones. Dabble into the NFL a little bit too. Um, but yeah, uh, love meeting fans from all over the world. So toss me a follow. Let's chat. Yes, please do. Go. Uh... And follow and get in on all this good stuff. I, I follow the TikTok. Lots of good TikToks. Love to see all that stuff too. So, um, yeah. I gotta get I gotta get a Flames jersey for my TikTok. You do. I think that's gotta be next, and uh, we'll we'll be it's following be we'll be following along to see uh, see that that Flames jersey. Okay, Calgary Flames are next in action on Sunday, the twelfth of March, against the Ottawa Senators. Peter Klein will have your game over call. Uh, and yeah, let's hope for a better outcome than what we saw tonight. So this has been. Game over Calgary on the heels of a Calgary Flames loss. 3-1 to to the Anaheim Ducks. I'm Audie James. She's Annie O'Donnell. Thank you for watching SDPN Sports Game Over. Thank you to our friends over at Sports Interaction. And if you're listening on Playback, please be sure to rate, subscribe, all that good stuff that you do on uh, your preferred podcatcher. Until then, we'll catch you on Sunday when Peter has your call against the Ottawa Senators. Stay safe, pals, and we'll talk to you later. Peace. by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.